This is the Jay Che Show, brought to you by Karate Beyond. Discipline, focus, confidence. KarateBeyond.com. Let's begin. Okay, we're recording. JJ Show episode 61. I'm here with Deidre Daniel. Hello. Welcome, lady. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me on your show. You were uh, at our Lakeland Rotary um, meeting uh, a few Fridays back, and you had something really fascinating. You're doing something really fascinating. Actually, a couple things really fascinating. Uh, the first of which is a um, nonprofit uh, called The Big Fat Tip. Yes. Which I found very exciting. So uh, I'll just break it down for every, all the listeners as to what exactly that is. Sure. So the big fat tip, uh, the mission is to surprise people working in the U.S. service industry mm-hmm. with unusually large gratuities. Okay. So we're talking about people that work in restaurants. Uh, restaurants or anywhere where they would make tips. Tips. Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to tip a dentist, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, people working in nail salons. Um, uh, so we've done that before, but yeah. we are looking at other industries as well. Okay. All right. So you just roll up to an unsuspecting service person. Yes. You pay for maybe a meal, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then you just leave them a gargantuan tip. Yes. So we've given out 10 $1,000 tips in different cities around the United States. And the largest tab was $40. And the reason why it was $40, I had a... a famous person with me and I thought, oh, let me buy him, you know, breakfast. Sure. Devin Allman, he's the son of Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was our that was our first drop and that was on February twenty fourth of twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. That was the first one we did. And then going forward, we were trying to keep the tab even, you know, lower than that. So typically it's like thirteen to seventeen dollars and then we'll drop a thousand dollar tip. Damn. Yeah. Damn. You know what? Oh to to back up it's funny how you can mention a name mm-hmm. or a band and instantly a song flicks on. What song came to mind? Ramblin' Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a fantastic <laughs> as song. As, as yeah. soon as you said the Almond Brothers, like Ramblin' Man, the first couple notes of Ramblin' Man just popped into my mind. <laughs> anyway, um, so, okay. Gigantic money cash mm-hmm. up front yes. to unsuspecting people. That probably need it in a big way. Yeah. Um, so there are a few people out there that have had a bit of a hang up because I do not pre-qualify who receives the tip. Right. So we decide we're going in to this particular establishment and whoever we we are assigned. So for instance, let's say we go into a restaurant. We're not going to point at somebody and say, I want to be in there. Right. section. And we also uh-huh. don't judge the quality of service that we have received. Uh-huh. Uh, we are going to give that person, we are going to give that person the thousand dollars. So it's pretty exciting for us because as we're sitting there, we're thinking, Oh, they're getting ready to get a thousand dollars. So, so, no so to back it up again, no pre-qualification, right? You do not know the backgrounds of these individuals. Correct. You don't know what financial situation they're in. No, nothing. I mean, they could they could be like doing really well for themselves and be surprised by a thousand dollars. They could be. I mean, yeah. so so the mission of the organization is to surprise people working in the service industry with unusually large gratuities. Right. It's not to determine who deserves money working in the U.S. service industry. Got it. Got it. Uh, however, uh, ten for ten of the ones that we've given out by random, uh-huh. every single one of them has needed that money right? and they've confided in us off to the side or as soon as they received the money yeah. to say how much they needed it. Right. Wow. That's a, uh, that's life changing. Mm-hmm. That's life changing. I mean that, that's, um, you know, that's not an everyday occurrence. It's almost like a lottery type thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but your guys's mission, the big fat tip, the mission is to, well, have this surprise for the people that are that 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 work jobs that require getting tips. Yeah. yeah, and the surprise is important too because when someone is surprised, their brain stops for like kind of a quarter of a second, mm-hmm. and everything that they thought they knew about their world around them has now been challenged, mm. and so it wakes them up. 
in that moment, anytime you're surprised, you right. are forced at that moment to pay attention. Got it. And that's a moment they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Yeah. It's like, I was just going about my day. Most of the time, people have told us that they walked into work that day with some sort of heavy burden. Mm. Um, there was a gentleman that told us he had stage four cancer and wasn't even going to come to work that day. And the crazy thing is we had gone to a different bar just before and no one would wait on us. The, the, yeah. Yeah. So the, so the bartender said, Hey, I'm getting ready to shut down. Can you go to a different bar? Right. And I said, are you sure? And he yeah. says, yeah, yeah, I have, I have something else going on. You know, we're, we're closing down. I said, well, you just served everyone here. And I thought, you know, how much do I force this? Because it sure. is supposed to be a random act of kindness. So yeah, yeah. let me just move on somewhere else. And we went down to the pool bar and made it. No one would wait on us there. We were about ready to give up. And we went around the corner and walked into this bar. And we get this gentleman who then confided that he had stage four cancer and wasn't even going to come to work that day. So you wonder what forces bring us together as well. Right. right. But whose idea was this? Was uh, this yours? Yes, this was my idea. Why? So about 24 years ago, I used to wait tables. I waited tables at Applebee's in Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. I also bartended at a French restaurant called Chez Pierre. Okay. And then I later waited tables in New Jersey. And I always said, one day when I make it, I'm going to go around giving out big fat tips. Hmm. So here I am in my 40s. And I had recently been laid off. Okay. And I thought... You know, I never, I never made it. I never went around dropping those thousand dollar tips. So you need the money to be able to give out money, right? Yeah. Where's this money coming from? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I thought, well, what if I established an organization? I can't let money get in the way of being able to give out money. Okay. I mean, here's the the hurdle. Here's the hurdle. How do I solve that? Uh So I thought, all right, well, what if I could get this? What if I could convince the IRS to make this a, 501c3 like okay. a legit people could donate get a tax rate off right what if i could get you know i could crowdsource this yes and so i i thought all right so what do i call the organization the big fat tip mm-hmm. and filled out the paperwork worked with a local accountant here in town and the irs blessed it and then i had to build the website i didn't even know how to do that and i worked with QGive to put a little payment fl- platform on there and i started uh, i fronted the first five tips out of some money from my ira damn <laughs> and then I put, you know, and that, that paid for some, that paid for some of the administrative costs as well. So now anytime someone donates the money, all individual donations go straight to these tips. And we've had over 40 people donate. Mm-hmm. Most of them are friends of mine, but I've had a couple of total strangers donate. Right. And one guy, I got to give a little shout out to Eric Thomas. I don't know this man. I've never met him. Uh-huh. He saw a couple of the videos that I had uploaded and he has already donated twice. He shares every single post. He is so excited. And if I can get more strangers like Eric Mm. involved, then this movement will continue on. (sighs) This is wonderful. This deserves to be on a television show. It deserves to be on a television show uh, of its own Um, because it's, it's so happy. It's such a happy occurrence. Right. Yes, it really is. And, you know, the first five I did on my own or I brought in a couple of friends to to watch or my husband. But then I thought I need to get volunteers involved where they get to give the money. Right. So after that, I started pulling in other people. and I'm like, all right, you've donated money Uh or you have helped out in some way promoting the the cause, getting the word out, helping helping me get other donations in the door. So how about you come with me and even though maybe someone only donated $25, they get to give $1,000 to a total stranger. So right. now they're excited. Yeah. And they walk around saying, that was the best thing I think that's ever happened to me. Yeah. They gave away the money. Right. And they're excited about it. My, I would love to do that one day. All right, for, let's do for it. For you guys. I'd love to be a part of that, uh, that moment. Um, part of me wonders if there should be some just ever so slight amount of vetting, right? Like that, but yeah, and I know that, that, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you're, you know, that's not, not the point of this, um, of the big fat tip, but it's like, I would hate for that money to go to someone not saying that they don't deserve it. No, it's just maybe there's someone that's worse off that 
could use that money instead. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. That yeah. part of me feels that way. Right. Now, now, of course, that doesn't change anything. Of mm-hmm. course, I mean, the, the the big fat tip is 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 what it does currently, and that's fantastic. But part of me feels that way. I right. I think that's because, and that's a natural, that's a natural response. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's because most of our lives, the things that we receive, it's usually merit-based. Mm. And you see scholarships well, are awarded to people. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, well, it's not like a lottery winning, but you know, you think yeah. about, um, you know, uh, most nonprofits, they might have some paperwork or other kind of vetting involved or, you know, scholarships are awarded to people that have done community service and filled out forms and mm-hmm. wrote a good essay and right. and what have you. And so it took I some legwork to get. It took some yeah. legwork. And so the fact that we're just giving this money to somebody without determining that they really need it, it's a little hard for some people to wrap their brain around. And and right. that's a that's a normal response. And there may be somebody that we wind up giving this money to in the future that right. blows it on something terrible. You know. Sure. I mean, that, that could happen, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, so the first person we gave the money to, she was a college student. She was putting her way through college. The second person we gave the money to uh, got all teary-eyed and said, you know, we were scrounging up money just to drive my baby to college yesterday. Mm. And so she's helping put her, putting her son through college. The third person, he had fled Pakistan because the Taliban was after him. Oh. And there's a picture of him in the museum in Washington, D.C. That's a museum. Right. that They recently closed it, but he showed me a picture of it. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. And he was stunned. He's like, how how could this happen to me? Mm-hmm. Like he's had such a crazy hard life. Yeah. And um, let's see, the fourth person, she started crying. She says, I've been trying to save up money for all of the deposits to move into my new apartment. Right. And I didn't think I was going to have the money. You have no idea how much this has helped. The fifth person suffering from stage four cancer. It just goes on and on from there. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I know every single person has needed the money. Yeah. And so let's just pretend. Hell, I could use a thousand dollars. I know, I know, yeah, me yeah, too, yeah. me too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> Yeah. Right. I mean, you have to think as well, it's, it's also the gesture and what's the positive ripple effect from something like that. And the, uh, another server told us that she decided to share the money with other people anonymously. So right. that's the ripple effect. Got it. Um, yeah. yeah, as well. Yeah. And then others have said, I can't wait to one day be able to do this for somebody else. Right. You don't get paid at all. No, to do no, this. I, I do not. In fact, I, I've, you know, spent money. Right. On it well, instead. Uh, uh, yeah, you spent 5000 plus and of your <laughs> own. You spent 10,000 thus far? Yes, 10,000 so far. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I really wanted it to happen. And I knew that if I just walked around saying, hey, can you give me some money so I can give it to someone else that doesn't have the quite quite the appeal uh, the karma points that you are racking up for yourself at this moment is pretty high it that is so that is so good of you oh. that really is i had no idea you spent that much money <laughs> yeah thank you I, I i wasn't doing it for karma points it was just something i, mean, just, I really I'm wanted just to saying, do yeah, yeah all right, i'm just saying the, the the amount that you're given uh, not only of of your time of course which is precious but your resources I mean, didn't I hear that you, you know, you liquidated some of your retirement? Yeah, I did. Um, so, all right, look at this. If you take $10,000 and you were to, uh, if you yeah. were to, um, all right, so compounded interest, I'm not a mathematician, yeah. but if you, if you take that money and over the next 20 years, it's going to be what, $33,000? Mm. So that's not life-changing money for me. Right. But it could be life-changing money for someone else. Sure. That's tremendous. That really is. Okay, so how many people are on the team now? So, yeah, I have four people on the board, including myself. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, I have a treasurer who's a local accountant in town. And then there's a guy named Nick Kraus who helps start Soldier Ride. Are you familiar with no, that? No, uh, no. So the Wounded Warrior Project. Yes. Do you ever see those guys on yes. uh, modified bicycles yes. riding across the country? Uh-huh. So that's something that he had launched a long time ago mm-hmm. uh, from the Hamptons. And I met him in a bar in Washington, D.C. years and years ago. And I got Geico involved with the Wounded Warrior Project through that connection 
connection. And so I reached out to him and asked him if he'd like to be on the board. He said, yep, absolutely. Because he owns a nightclub in the Hamptons and is very familiar with the need to tip well and and what it's like to also work for tips. And then uh, his experience in the nonprofit world, I thought would be invaluable as well. Got it. So three of you. And then another gentleman named uh, George McCorkle, who I know through my connections at Geico, he does a lot of um, I would say event marketing yeah, and experience, they call it experiential marketing right. as well. How I know right now it's crowdfunded still so far as being able to donate your money, let's say just a, you know, a friend or, you know, family member or, or just, you know, you have a website. Yes. And bigfattip.org. Bigfattip.org. People are able to put in their credit card information and yes, and charge however they much they want toward the big fat tip. Yes. So the okay. smallest tip we've received is ten dollars, and the lar- I mean the smallest donation we've right. received is yeah, ten dollars, and the largest we've received so far is a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Uh, several people have donated more than once. Yeah. Which is exciting. Okay. To keep it going. And this is not just relegated to Lakeland. No, no, correct. So um, the first five tips I dropped outside of Lakeland. And then I thought, all right, well, I live here. So you need to represent locally as well. Sure. So we've done four in Lakeland. Got it. And six outside of Lakeland. Got it. Okay. Um, It it almost feels like uh, not only a television show is in order for it, but like a big corporate sponsorship of some kind are you guys pursuing uh yeah so i would i would love to get a corporate sponsor to cover some of these administrative costs i don't have to do that yeah that would be nice yeah 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 yeah. yeah. okay so at first i just wanted to test it out and see can i get this off the ground right are other people interested yeah is it sustainable you know are we always going to have to be begging everyone for the next round of money to be able to drop this you know drop these tips okay and so far it seems like Seems like it has some legs. Okay, it, it's oh. certainly gonna have some legs. I mean, because this is just uh, it's such a fantastic idea. Um, so everyone will find it in the show notes. If you guys want to uh, donate some money, any amount of money, uh, minimum ten dollars onwards up uh, toward the Big Fat Tip, uh, they could do so by going to bigfattip.org. Now, there's another thing that you do. Well, may I I also mention one other thing? So every single Big Fat Tip drop is filmed. So you can see where the money's going. So I take a picture of the receipt. So you see how much the tab was. So we're not wasting money on on travel and, you know, elaborate meals or what have you, that it's a very simple tab. But we also film it so you can see the reaction and the recipient signs off on that. So you guys have a YouTube channel? uh, Yep. So we have a YouTube channel and uh, the any kind of video, I would say, if you want to see it instantly, look at Facebook, which is Big Fat Tip uh-huh. on, on Facebook. Facebook. And the, yeah. yeah and you guys have Instagram as well? Yes, we do, okay. which is also right. Big Fat Tip. It has a little underscore in between each one. Got word. it. Got yeah. it. Okay. So you have this Big Fat Tip. And then there's another thing that you have, which is like a game. Yeah. Okay. Walk us through. What, what, is, the name, what is the name of the game called? Uh, so the game is called The Very Interesting Game. Okay. And it is now for sale on Amazon. Okay, the very interesting game. Is it much like Cards for Humanity? So this is clean. And (laughs) (laughs) you can play this at the office. Oh, I do too. I do too. It's fantastic. Uh, So this is a game you can play with your grandma. You can also play at the at the office. Safe Uh, for work. It's safe for work. Yeah, yeah. But I I do have uh, some topics in there like asparagus pee and there's some poop and (laughs) boogers and uh, I think I mentioned Viagra at one point in time. So okay. yeah, yeah. So still got some edge to it. If you have a, the royal family visiting, you might want to take those cards out. Got but it. yeah. it's actually five games in one. Okay. And uh, so you can play them separately or combine them together into what I call one very interesting game. Okay, very interesting game. So this is something you can find on Amazon as well. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. How and why? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. So uh, I started a company called the Interesting Conversations Company. Okay. And what I'm trying to do here is attack the loneliness epidemic. You know, we're all so connected yet disconnected. Okay. And people have lost the ability to just have a conversation, meaningful conversation. Yeah, like yeah. a memorable conversation. And mm-hmm. they wind up talking about the same topics over and over again. That's right. I find um, interrupting 
is worse now than I think it ever has been because people can text or email or post a comment whenever they feel like it. But when you're talking to someone, you can't just talk whenever you feel like it, but they do. Mm. And so in my class, I talk about a couple body language uh, um, postures you should have to keep yourself open to others. Mm -hmm. uh, what you need to think about mentally before you go into a date or a party or a networking event, you know, how to set your intentions Got on it. how to make a connection with other people. Then I go over seven deadly habits that will send your conversation to the emergency room. Huh. Okay. And then five skills you need to develop to be more interesting than a cell phone. Those five skills are in the card game. Got it. So that's, so the card game allows you to practice that, but uh -huh. it's in a fun way. So uh -huh. people wind up laughing a lot is, okay. is uh, I tell them to throw accuracy out the window. It has nothing to do about memorizing facts. You have uh -huh. to use your brain to come up with the most ridiculous answer. Okay. So you got me interested on the seven deadly. Yeah. Sins. Yes. Okay. What are they? Okay. So, so these will send your conversation to the emergency room, which is also abbreviated as the ER. Okay. So each of these behaviors ends in ER. All right. So, what, All right. so the first one is the complainer. All right. And this is the person, nothing's ever right. They're always complaining all the time. They typically are a hypochondriac. I hate those people. I do too. <laughs> if you're one of those guys listening to this show, I love you. I really do. And I'm saying that as a kid. Okay. Well, they don't even know they're a complainer. And they don't, yeah. I mean, they don't even think that what they're saying is negative. Right. Yeah. It's, I know. It's just I know the reality. Ugh, they I never stop, right? Soul sucking. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Completely. <laughs> uh, then there's the gossiper. All right. And they're always just talking about other people and the shortcomings of other people. And that's their main topic of choice. Right. Is other, other people. people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know a few of those people. And sometimes fun. Yeah. They because can be. you, you could you can get some <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like the inquirer inquirer mm -hmm. of uh, uh, of of your social network. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's no. easy to get sucked in. Yeah. Right. And it's because we like feeling superior. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then the next one, there are two types of interrupters. Right. So that's the time hopper. And that's the person that will jump to the end of your sentence, either answering the question they think you're asking. Or just blurting out the word or the punchline that they think you're getting to. Yes. That's to, they want to demonstrate to you that they already know what you're thinking. Uh, they're not even letting you talk. Half the time, they're wrong right. as far as, they, you know, they don't answer the correct question yeah. or they're assuming you're going down a different path than you really are. Yeah. So it's the time I think I've been guilty of that and, uh, from time to time. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, we all Damn do. It. We all do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. I, I think I do that so that I feel more in tune with the person that I'm speaking with mm. rather than, you know, superimposing. You know, I got you. That I, know, I mean, that right? shows active listening and that yeah. that's different than, you know, cutting them off mid sentence constantly to answer yeah. the question you think they're asking or, or to just steal the end of the sentence or the punchline it's okay. different okay like if right. i was sitting here struggling to find the right the right and then the I right and you go in. word and i say yeah, yeah okay, there we go the they, you're listening right. to me yeah that's what i seek uh -huh. that's what i seek yeah, that's different yeah. okay that's different than time hopping right. yeah you're right uh -huh. so um so the next one is hijacking and that's completely stealing someone's story like they don't they can't even get where they're going and you bring it back to you. So uh, I tell you about a scary time where my husband and I were renting an Airbnb cabin in the woods and suddenly we heard the back window break and we had seen on the news that there were these prisoners that had broken out and they were wanted for triple homicide and the lights go out and and then someone jumps in and says, oh, I need to shop for windows. I went to Lowe's <laughs> and I went to... <laughs> I went to Window no. World. Like, I, hey, I know one of those people. <laughs> no, it's it's the it's the friend. You'll be uh, you have a group of friends, and you'll be in mid conversation at you know whatever locale having a conversation, and this other friend just out of the blue just shows up and interrupts the conversation by talking about what they're wanting to talk about. Yeah, yeah without any, not even a clue, but just without a courtesy of you know waiting. Yeah. Right. Just kind of stepping in and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind? That guy? Yeah. I was here. Yeah. Uh huh. Can I was here first. Can, can we finish what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all right. So that's what is it? that's five. Right. Uh, so we have we have three more. Okay. So three we have three more. more. Okay. Yeah. So that was four. So we have three uh, more. Four, so okay. um, there's the droner, 
And sometimes people will be a time hopper with a droner because they want them to hurry up and uh-huh. get to the point because they're right. going on right. and on. Yes. It's all those extra details you don't need. Frivolous details. Yeah. Or it's the same topic you've heard from them over and, and over, over and over. So you're, you're like, yeah, 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 I've heard this. And you're jumping in, mm-hmm. time hopping them to get to the point. So that's the droner. Uh, then the one upper, whatever you've done, they've done it better. Oh, Jesus. Right? Yeah, I've heard those. <laughs> like... Good grief, mm-hmm. man. It's not all about you. It's not a competition here. Right. They're just talking. Yeah, you tell them about your awesome carnival cruise and they tell you, well, Viking is so much better. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Such like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Such a bleh. Great, great. And then the final one is the researcher. And this is the person that has to Google everything. Mm. And they need to prove you wrong. Uh, You tell them that you studied the numbers and everyone is doing X. And they say, well, actually, it's 98.3%. It's not... It's not everyone. They're, and they, well, actually, well, actually, almost every sentence starts with that and they, they have to look it up or they don't allow you to just let your imagination run wild when presented with new information. They have to Google it to see if it's correct. Okay. Instead of asking each other questions and right. figuring out what it could be. Yeah. They're just going to look it up. I mean, I could understand someone reaching for their phone to Google something from time to time. Mm. You know, if it's, if it's up for debate. Right. If we if we can't come up with something factual, right? yes. you know what? Let's look it up. Yeah. And if it's it's like a mutual thing, mm-hmm. then that's cool. But if the guy is constantly like there and he's a walking or you know living breathing Snopes dot com, right? He's there with you. He's like Jesus, guys. Right. You know, and and why do we trust everything we read? Why is exactly. that, why is that always right? Everything's up for debate. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So so. Those are the seven. seven those are the seven, and right. and everyone is one of those seven. I say, if you if you think you're not, then you're the worst kind. You're the denier, <laughs> 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 or perhaps a daydreamer because uh-huh. you're just stuck in your head and you're not really interacting with anybody. Got it. Got it. Okay. My wife uh, told me last night that um, she saw something in uh, uh, like one of the Korean news websites, and it talked about a study done about really intelligent children. Mm. And some of the habits of really intelligent children that are in Korea, South Korea. And one of them uh, is like one in a thousand children will make eye contact and finish making eye contact when they speak to another individual. And that's a sign of intelligence. It, well, it, I can't be completely factual on it because I didn't read it. This is hearsay. That's okay. Let's Google it. But yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But, but it's like the one in a thousand children are, Mm -hmm. are are like the exhibit that sign and they do have a high intelligence quotient of some sort. Interesting. So, Mm -hmm. and that's something that, you know, we reinforce in our household. It's It's like, it's like a really, when you see someone with shifty eyes, Mm. that's having a conversation with you, you question yeah. I, I begin the question. I mean, obviously, if I'm sitting here like a psycho and staring straight in your eyes when we're having uh-huh. a conversation, I'm not blinking. Mm-hmm. That's an issue, too. But for someone to not make consistent eye contact when mm-hmm. they're speaking, it, it to me, that's a sign of something amiss. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, though, eye contact is suffering because people are so used to staring into screens, they don't know how to look someone in the eye. It's uncomfortable right. for them. Right. And, and there are some conditions out there where people really are... Right, um, they're alarmed. naturally shy yeah, people, or yeah. But there's but there's something about making eye contact that you pick up the nuance of the moment, mm. of the conversation, of the intent of the individual, their their body language, everything stemming from the eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in the martial arts community, it's it's done uh, you know, pugilistically when sparring. Like you, tr- you try to uh, the old school methods was to to make eye contact so that you catch the periphery mm. of everything and you can see or, or, or get some tells, if you will, as to the intent of, oh, of, the, of the person across. Are you them. looking at pupil dilation and, and all I that? I don't think of that for my my <laughs> eyesight sucks. <laughs> okay. I just I just found out that I'm now I'm not only nearsighted but I'm farsighted as well. Oh, fun, fantastic! <laughs> Welcome to your forties. Yeah. That's right. um, <laughs> So anyway, okay, so you've got this card game. It's available on Amazon as well? Yes. Correct? Okay. Yes. So people can find it. What's the name of the, the thing? The Very Interesting Game. The Very Interesting Game, which sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm going to order it as soon as we get off the podcast um, and do maybe even do a little video 
blog on it. Or awesome. Something. I don't know. Oh, that'd be great. Um, okay, so you've got that going on. You've got Big Fat Tip. You've got very interesting game. Uh-huh. Okay, and, but then you host classes too. I do. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So tell us about the class. Yeah. So the class is called "How to Be More Interesting Than a Cell Phone," okay. and it's a it's a national registered trademark, which I'm pretty excited about. I just got that status recently, okay. and so that's where I run people through body language. Uh, I'll even teach proper handshakes to people that would like to know. It's, okay. it's amazing how many people will have the dead fish handshake or something I call the princess handshake or, yes. the, or the bone crusher. Right, right. You know, and, and uh-huh. so some people need to lighten up. Other people need to get in there with get a better a grip. grip. Yeah, right. yeah. And yeah. so um, I was teaching over at the Pace School for Girls. Okay. And for anyone who doesn't know, these are at-risk teenagers and I, at first when I went in there, I thought, I don't know if I have anything to offer to them. I don't hang out with teenagers and since I've been a teenager, really. Right. So I thought, what, what, what am I going to say that they, that they want to know? And we started working on handshakes and they love that. And then I mentioned, don't forget, when you go in for a job interview, you need to send a thank you note. And they had no idea. They said, I didn't you have know to about send- that. <laughs> yes, send oh, a I didn't thank, know about you the thank you note. Yeah, oh, that's what right. makes you stand out from all the other people that didn't send Got a thank it. you note. And you got to yeah. think like the interviewer has other things to do besides interviewing you. Sure, and they have you know they have time constraints, and so yeah. when you're writing that thank you note, you're going to stand out. But also, uh, that's a good time to reiterate what it is that you bring to the position. Got it. And yeah, and it exhibits thoughtfulness. It does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which a lot of people don't and have. And gratitude. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. That's actually really good. I'm going to have to have you um, come by during our kids' summer camp at the dojo, and then you can run some of these games. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I would love yeah. to. I think it's yeah. important for the kids, yeah. for kids to be able to have that early, like mm-hmm. right away. It does. Um, okay. So you got the class yes and it, well, yeah and right? so in the class we play the game so the reason why the game was invented is because people would approach me after the class and they're like i love this class yeah but i don't know how to practice right. how do i practice this i want to practice it with other people and i can teach them some of the things you said but yeah. I, I need to i need something else to show them and i thought oh let me try a game mm. and that's that's where that all came about okay yeah. these are all really creative and exciting fun endeavors thank okay. you what were you doing before all of this? Yeah, so I headed up the Affinity Marketing Division at Geico. Okay. I did that for 11 years. And my main function, I was a paid professional schmoozer. So I had to go into conferences, find my target. Okay. You know, the person that is running an association, right? And I needed them to sign a contract with me and not Liberty Mutual or Nationwide or some of those other insurance companies that were Uh in that space. Right. And so then what we would do is we would put together marketing plans to market auto insurance directly to the members of that association. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And so by the time I left, I had about 800 associations. All of them had conferences and events all year long. There's not enough days in the year to go to every single one of them. So I had to pick and choose, but I was on the road all the time. Uh I amassed a 1200 nights at Marriott. And Jeez. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's over three years of my life in a Marriott. And right. I stayed at other, you know, I wasn't brand yeah. exclusive. Yeah. So. Okay. So you were doing that. It was a nice, cushy corporate job. It was. Yeah. I mean, with that, not without its stresses, yeah. right? I mean, you had to, you know, perform. I know. Right. But so I, I love that job. So I was at Geico for 19 years. And then the last 11 years was running the affinity marketing division. And yeah, okay. I absolutely adored it. I love my team. And Why'd you and quit? So my boss quit. Okay. And then it looked like uh, I would probably report to someone I didn't like very much. So right. I thought, oh, it's time for me to go. And so you stopped. And so I stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And they always say you leave your managers. You don't leave a, a company. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I know you shouldn't say that on a no. Why not? Thing, so. You yeah. say whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, this, this, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's like ah, I'm underappreciated, and it's time for me to time for me to go. Okay. So um, I started to work at a company. Um, I would say so. I, I don't really yeah. want to name the company. Oh yeah. So I started working at another company, and about a month or so in, I realized this wasn't 
this wasn't the right yeah. choice for me as right. well. I mean, the money was fantastic, but I just didn't really feel comfortable there. And I told, told my boss I had some other ideas and some other things that I could do. And he says, I don't really want you to do that. I'd like you to sell life insurance to all of your old clients. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, that is not, that's not what I want to do. <sighs> so, um, yeah, so we parted ways and I thought, I'm not going to sit in another time-sucking, soul-crushing meeting yeah. Again, I'm not doing it. I'm in my 40s. What's the second half of my life going to look like? And I hear I had these ideas. Yeah. And uh, I had taught this class before on how to network and people really liked it. And yeah. I thought, well, maybe I can put some more energy behind that, create some other content that's more relevant, invent a card game. Right. And then what am I going to do to give back to society? So then I thought, well, I could do the big fat tip as well. And so I launched both at, at about the same time. Damn, D. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, you you took a giant risk late in life. Relatively. I beg your pardon. Relatively. <laughs> relatively. <laughs> relatively. Yeah, yes, because right, because you. what because what are typically what happens when you're thirties, late thirties, forties, mm-hmm. you know. You're look. You're thinking about retirement. Right. You're thinking about a semblance of security, mm-hmm. and you jumped away from security. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, I, I, I would. It's interesting you bring that up because I started to go through. I would say like a downward spiral. Okay. And I was really focused on what's retirement going to look like yeah. and how am I saving my money? And I realized I was thinking money, 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 you know, like all the time. Right. Uh-huh. And that was not making me happy. So then I thought, well, what if I give some away? It's totally counterintuitive. Right. But it made me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. and then I thought, now how can I help other people? I'm lonely. I'm sure other people are too. And I'm reading up about this and so many people are lonely. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, they talked about the mortality rate um, in, in America. So average life expectancy took a dip and you would think it was driven by uh, cancer some or sort of disease. Yeah, yeah, some sort of disease, but it was actually drug overdoses and suicides. Oh. And that points to loneliness. Yeah. Right. And, you know, uh, virginity is climbing. I'm not saying everyone needs to go out there and how's you know, virginity touch. climbing. Yeah. Well, you, as you mentioned before, if there's no eye contact, there's probably no other kind of contact. Wow. Right. Think okay. About I it. didn't think of it in those terms. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. okay. so, so, uh, a couple nights ago I was watching the XFL with my husband. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's be more realistic. He was watching the XFL. I was looking at my phone sitting next to <laughs> okay. him. Yeah. And, uh, this commercial came on from Coors. And there was a woman probably in her late 20s, early 30s. She walks in. She has takeout. She grabs a beer from the refrigerator, sits down on the sofa. Her dog gets on the sofa with her, and she's alone. And the little saying, and I might mess this up, but it was something about avoiding cuffing season. Huh? Yeah. You, you, so you don't know what cuffing season is? No. So. The first inclination is we want to Google these things, right? So I teach in the class, do not Google. You need to use your brain, try to come up with something. And my husband and I said, well, maybe it's like a DUI and you get like a handcuffed for drinking and driving or something like that. It's core, so it's beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So we finally looked it up and it's an urban dictionary uh, term for singles who, when the weather gets colder, they decide to start coupling up and they get handcuffed pretty much. You're locked in on a relationship. So what this ad was celebrating is people staying home alone and she has her takeout. She has her dog. She's cuddled up in a nice fluffy blanket and she has her beer. And that is becoming more and more common now to be alone, to be alone. And it's something celebrated. So you see this thing on, on Instagram where people are showing these elaborate vacations that they're taking. Well, most people can't do that. So there's this, the pendulum has swung the other way where people are bragging about staying in under their blanket right. with their dog or cat. And that's becoming more normal. Oh. Uh, yeah. And so you also see uh, teenagers, you know, when we were younger, we needed to get our driver's license to have freedom, be able yeah. to hang out with each other. Yeah. Go places. Well, uh, you can look at the numbers and it shows that people are not getting their driver's license at the age that they used to. They're delaying that. Mm. So they don't need to. Their moms are their best friends. To the driving, to the transport for them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, everything they need, they think they need is like in the palm of their hand on social media. So they're not really connecting. They're collecting likes. Mm. 
Okay. I mean, <laughs> you're tackling loneliness. I'm tackling loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, now you're married. I am. Uh, you're, you and your husband, I mean, did you guys get married prior to all of this occurring in your life? Yes. Or was it in the middle of it all, of the new stuff? Oh, yeah. So we've been together six years. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Sometimes people will ask me what my husband does for a living because I think they're assuming that he's... He's got know, some money. That he's got some money, but yeah. he, he doesn't. It, okay. That's not... So this is a huge risk for me uh-huh. to do this. Yeah. Uh, you know, he works very hard. He's got a good job, but it's not one of those that takes care of everything. Yeah. So it's certainly... It certainly is a calculated risk right. on, on my part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's usually the, the underlying uh, question that people ask uh, yes. when they want to know about, about my uh, life. I'm not sure if that's what you were... No, no. You were, that's exactly you, what That's exactly what you were asking. Yes, yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because one would easily think that hey, you know, my significant other is bringing in really a stability income-wise for for us. And and that allows me the opportunity to, to pursue these these things. But that's not the case. No. Um, you're taking a giant risk. Huge. And, but it's worth it for you. It is. Because you feel good about what you're, where you are in the world. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, the amount of anxiety that comes with being your own boss, which is essentially what you are. Oh, yeah. You are your own boss. With the three things that you've got going, the anxiety is really high. Sure. You know, and none of that really I had an experience with prior, except the networking. I mean, I was, like I said before, a paid professional schmoozer. Yeah. And so. But you weren't you, happy. No. No. no, I was not. I yeah. was not happy. So, but yeah. you did something about it, right? So, this is the happiest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, m- you know, my first month in, I started having heart palpitations. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, what in the world am I doing? Right. Um, but I just can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah. The easy road is not the easy road. The easy road that many of us take is to find stability first. But in the end, that stability is what eats at us. Oh, definitely. I mean, when I worked at Geico, I was never worried about being fired. You know, that was never something. Right. I mean, here it is. You know, you're backed by one of the richest men in the world. They're not going to go bankrupt. There's a paycheck coming in every two weeks. Yeah. Um, there's a little profit sharing every year in February. Yeah. And so, you know, the money's going into your 401k and just chugging along. But I, I was, I was absolutely wasn't miserable. No, it no. And so, you. you know, Sundays would roll around and like four o'clock in the afternoon, I'd start getting anxious and cranky. And, and then it started trickling into my Saturdays. Yeah, I was like, gosh, I can't I can't distance myself enough from Monday. Right. The existential angst that a person would have when they're young, I think people have it now mm. when they're older. Interesting. Cuz they're not happy. Yeah. Not happy doing whatever it is that they have in their heart and most don't know what that is because it requires so much digging to get mm-hmm. to. Um when I was uh, graduated college, I started getting anxiety. Mm. Working a very, very good job. I mean, have an excellent career. I was an architect. Oh. And I was miserable. I always wanted to be an architect. It's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as cool as it, would, as, as it seems. No, I take from, it back. From, I take uh, it back. Was it from Seinfeld? Art Vandelay. Art Vandelay. That's it? right. Yeah. Costanza, <laughs> Art Vandelay. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, so, so, so you didn't like it. No, hmm. I didn't like where I was in life because everything was up in the air because I didn't know what was in my heart. Oh, And I, and I can say that with confidence now hmm. because I have experience and I'm older. I see. And I have life, life experiences that, that help me understand. Um, and I have, a, I have a more measured viewpoint of, of my existence. And you were in your 20s? I was in my 20s. So you had finished school. Finished school. Check, check, check. You yep. did everything you're supposed to do. Did everything graduated on time. Great grades. And you get the yes. job well, you're supposed to get. Real heavy good grades. <laughs> uh, but 
I, at the time I was really passionate about art mm. and architecture and, and how that, you know, propelled me in life. But when I got there, I didn't like it. Why didn't you like it? I was, you ever, you ever see that movie Joe versus the volcano? You ever, oh, that was a long remember? time ago. Long yeah, time ago. Yeah. Okay. So Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. the scene where he's in his office and there's fluorescent lighting that's flickering. Mm-hmm. That's making his eyes twitch. Oh, that was me. Okay. Did not like sitting in the cubicle, mm. you know, and you know, when you're new, you work long hours cause you're the new guy. And you got to prove yourself. Got to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing anything really creative per se. I was a glorified, you know, you know, AutoCAD junkie or AutoCAD monkey, if you will. I was not happy. That wasn't good. I needed to get out. Everything in my bones were telling me, you got to go, man. Mm-hmm. You can't stay here. Did you have any friends or family try to hold you back? Saying, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you absolutely. have a good job. You went like, to school you for this. Keep doing you got You got your degree. Keep doing mm-hmm. that. Keep doing what you're doing. Did you your parents pay fine. for your school? They did. So then they're well, saying. Well, part of it, yes. Okay, yeah, so they're yeah. saying, we paid for this. This right. is your, right. now this you is, have to, yeah, you gotta, you jobs gotta, you aren't fun. You got to give to it. I had scholarships, which, okay. I, which I lost. Um, but, um, <laughs> oh, those are the grades, right? Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but. I got there at at the proverbial end of the rainbow and it wasn't so shiny. Yeah. Where's your pot of gold? Yeah. Mm. It wasn't. I, I'm miserable. Miserable. Starting to get really, really anxious. I mean, call it anxiety disorder or what have you, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't right. So I had to get out. So the, then what did you do? I, I, I moved to Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. Mm. And what were you going to do out there? I don't know. <laughs> you didn't want to be in acting or well I, I did that too okay. and every odd job that you could possibly think of like what I worked for a psychic hotline once were you psychic no I was not no was there some sort this like, is okay, where so all right I call you okay. I call like ring ring I can't name the company okay all right so, uh, one so eight, I... okay I'll say it uh, I'll say a different <laughs> company okay 1-800-PSYCHICS this is Jay how can I help you today uh, Jay, um, I don't really know why I'm calling. I just sort of have this urge. Okay. Well, you know, is there anything specifically in your life that you want to talk about? And I can connect you to the psychic that will help you the most. Is it something about maybe some relationship problems that you may be having? Yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to find love. Oh, my goodness. Well, guess what? I have Crystal on the other line. And right now I have a tremendous introductory offer for you. For only nine ninety nine. you can get to talk to her for 10 minutes. Now, after the 10 minutes is done, you want to talk to her some more, I can connect you and I can get you uh, more time with her. Would you like to start off with that right now? So that's what you did. That's what I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, and now I, my sales switch, I mean, I, I forget the whole spiel that mm-hmm. I did, but I had that thing nailed down. So did you yeah. get a commission off of each one that you pushed no, through? No, unfortunately, no. Not, hmm. on, not, on, not, not at that company. But I did that for a while, mm-hmm. you know, helping people be less lonely hmm. because that's a lot of people that called, majority of the people that called were because they're lonely. Yeah. They wanted to talk to somebody and connect. Yeah, we had people call it on Christmas Day to get auto insurance quotes when I oh. worked at Geico and, and I thought, wow, here they are calling on Christmas. But they, they were just lonely. Lonely. Mm-hmm. Loneliness is a it's a big deal. Yeah. Ah, thank God I'm married. but that's just it like people that are in relationships are lonely too because they're all staring into their screens i mean the average person is eating more than one meal alone a day every day through the whole year i mean you have a lot of people are eating every single meal alone or they're eating it on the run i'm surrounded by people constantly so loneliness for me is it 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 will be a matter of choice Mm. because sometimes i do like to be alone i like to be alone sometimes with my thoughts Mm. Um, and, 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 you know, but I'm in that, uh, you know, blessed position of, of choosing when to be by myself and when, when not to be, I'm surrounded by people all day long yeah, yeah. because of the little karate thing anyway. Sure. But yeah. also too, people can be surrounded, but still not feel like they're connecting with people yeah. around them because yeah. all their conversations are very surface level and they're going through something and they just right. don't have anyone to talk to yeah. or just explore new ideas or bounce some things off of just because they don't feel connected. I mean, obviously that's not the case for you, but there mm-hmm. are, it is possible to feel completely alone. When you ask, by people. when you ask someone, Hey, how are you? And when people automatically say good, because it's a, uh, a default mm-hmm. response, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm it's fine. A, thanks. It's actually a terrible question. It is. Yeah, it sh- is. You should say like, "Hey, what'd you love about your weekend?" 
That's great. At least it gets or you what, off on or a what'd you do this weekend? That sort yeah. of thing, right? Um, yeah. But when people respond by saying, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good, thanks. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. It's, it's, it's something, well, I mean, you could be, of course, but, but it's something that, that is just uttered as a Pavlovian response. Right. And then you'll have the grammar critics out there. It's like, no, you, actually, you're supposed to say you're well. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Regardless of how you actually feel, it's it's well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, D. Um, what do you want? What do I want? Okay, so I want to sell at least a thousand games a month. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like to get some more paid speaking gigs. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'd like to find someone that could help me build an app. I have all these great ideas okay. that combine this together that I would like to put into some sort of app, but okay. I don't know who I can trust. Sure. sure to sure, sure. to make that go. Is this what you're asking, or did you want a more esoteric? No. No. no this I'd is love, perfect. Okay. All right, because great. most people give the heroic answer first. Most people are like, yeah, I want to, and I'm not saying, not saying that that's a bad thing, uh-huh. but most people get, give the, oh, you know, I just want peace in the world or, or, you know, I just want my family to be, you know, uh, be without worries and oh. be taken care of. Yes. No, I mean, but that's the easy answer. Okay. The harder answer is what you just gave, which is straight from, you know, hey, what you want like, this is, like this I, is I what want i that. want this is very specific <laughs> yeah so keep yeah. going with okay all right so yeah. i need to sell and this is at least i'd like to sell more obviously but right. at least a thousand games a month okay okay at least but obviously i'd like you know millions but let's let's sure. be a little bit more realistic so a thousand games a month more paid speaking gigs okay um Someone to help me with the app. app okay. I'm looking for some app developers, right. people if you're I can trust. If you're listening, yeah, hit, hit me up on Facebook and I'll send always, a message to the D. Yeah, there's always people that say they can, but I'm talking about someone who wants to hustle and get this right. get this done. Okay. Yeah, get it done. Uh, I'm looking for a corporate sponsor for the Big Fat Tip. Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. am looking for donors for the Big Fat Tip. Yep. So I want as many as possible. My goal for, for the Big Fat Tip is at least $50,000 a year. I'd like to be able to give out four a month. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then okay, world peace and happy family. Yeah, you know, they can. A, they can. People will be less lonely. <laughs> Whatever. You know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I do. So um, I do want more people to play the game and come to the class. That will help in combating the loneliness epidemic. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But also, well, you know, I want more people to realize that most people you're encountering every day are lonely, and so let's cut them a little bit of slack. Let's be a little nicer to everybody. Right. right. I mean. You know, loneliness, depression, anxiety, panic, uh, you know, name your disorder, name whatever label that, that that's there. Just be kind to people. Yeah. Be nice. Cut them, cut them a break. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I like a service industry. I love restaurants. I love bars. I love, you know, places where you eat and drink and hang out with friends and have fun Mm-hmm. moments more so these days than ever before i'm finding that servers make less eye contact and um and that's this is a very general statement because there's a fantastic service industry people out there who i'm friends with and i i love but you know you when you walk to the counter of a bar you know the service person is supposed to come you know, if they see that you've just showed up, mm-hmm. so they say, hey, what's going on? What right. can I get you? Right. Address you. Right. Address you. Mm-hmm. I'm finding that not only has it happened to me, but it's happening to people I know as well that will be there. And we there's no greeting or addressing mm-hmm. happening. And that disturbs me. Oh, it, it's very, very common. In fact, big fat tip number two. I decided I was going to drop one in Columbus and I wasn't able to throughout the city. So I decided before I left town, I would do it at the airport. Right. So I went into the first restaurant that I saw that was a sit down where obviously people would get tips. And I sat down at the bar and no one would wait on me. No one greeted me. The woman just kept walking past me and, yeah. and all that. No eye contact or anything. And I turned to the gentleman next to me and I said, uh, how long have you been waiting? He says, I've been here 10 minutes. No, no one's even acknowledged that I what the hell? sat down. I said, well, see, it's happening. Yeah. It's, it's this is, this is a, this is a, a real, is it, it's a symptom of, of where we are as a society is that, you know, our service people don't, don't know how to address customers. Yeah. And I think also too, they're so in their head, almost connected to the virtual world. 
And that's more important than the actual world around them. So they're not even seeing what's going on around them because they're thinking too much about the selfie they took and how it got a lackluster response. Right. And, and so they're just you know, ready to check that again or they just don't feel like dealing with people right now. So yeah. it's just a little too much because now I've, I'm waiting on five people and I just, I'm just going to ignore everything else right. around me. That's yeah. this. It's disturbing. It really, it really is because it just, it gives you a cue as to what's happening. Yeah. You know, so well, and in, and in that situation, she missed out on a thousand dollar tip because well, I went yeah. next door. But on, but on, <laughs> in, but in those moments where there's a really good you get, when you get a server mm-hmm. or you know someone that's that's you know providing you know food and drink for you that's really good mm-hmm. at social interaction and and making the best of a moment. You're like, damn, right? I need well, to hire you, them. Yeah, I need to hire this guy. I need or this girl or, yeah. you know, like this, yeah. this, you know, you're, you're going places mm-hmm. type feel. And yeah. it could just be as simple as being in the drive through mm-hmm. too. Like, uh, for instance, I was over at PDQ, you know, swing by, get some, a quick lunch. Uh, and the, the person that was taking the order, she was so good. This young person, so good. So good. In fact, that as I stopped, I was like, Hey, how long have you been working here? Mm-hmm. She's like, I've been here for about a year and a half. And I'm like, you like it? He's like, I really do. I'm like, guess what? You're really good at doing this. You're, I, mean, I didn't say you're going places, but I, I insinuated that, you know, yeah. you got some good things lined up for yourself. I guess it seems like I can't even get a sandwich sometimes that is just cut all the way through where they will cut the bottom <laughs> part of the bread, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who makes a sandwich like this? Is this what you do at home? You just cut the top part like, partially through the ingredients. I'm not going to go through this. You board. know, like, and I don't know if this is passive aggressive where they're just laughing, imagining me with this floppy bottom, you know, <laughs> piece of bread and the, <laughs> everything sliding everywhere. I'm like, I know I was nice. I was extra nice. And they just, they just don't care. Right. Yeah, let's put a little effort into what you're doing. Care about what yeah, you're doing. Care about it. You might not like the amount of money that you're getting for what you're doing right now, but... Skills, man. You're developing. Yeah. It's a platform for the next thing that you will do. Just do it. Just do it with a smile and do the best you can. Right. But, you know... Uh, m- you my- you signed up for the do- damn job anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put a, put a little effort into it. Right. My mom will tip at Panera if they get the order right. When she goes through the drive-thru and she tells them, there's $5 in it for you if you can get it right this time. And what do they say? Okay. And then they get it right. Then they so get then it they, right. Yeah. But right. She, she announces it ahead of time. I'm going to open this bag. And if it's wrong, you're not getting the money. But if it's right, you're going to get $5. That's funny. Because she was tired of going home and you know, there was always something else right. in the bag. or. But know, it's almost things. like it's a given. It's a given. Yes. Uh, 18 to 20 some percent is is given. That's how I... I, I I felt about it, uh, not consistently, but it's like, yeah, they're here to work. Yeah, they don't get much in, mm-hmm. in terms of money. Yeah, they need to rely on it. And this is like the standard. That and, but a lot of people I don't even do that. that. Oh, I get it. So, um, and most other countries don't do that. No, there's no tip all. in other countries. I can't even think of another country. They don't that, do it in that Korea. Does yeah, and um, or they might have like servizio, like in Italy. What is it's, that? It's like an it's a, they have a bread fee and then a service fee, and they're not expecting any tips. They know you're uh, American if you're throwing down money on right. in addition to, to yeah. all of that. And so yeah, it, there are people that will not tip that eighteen to twenty percent though. What so, they give like ten percent, or they might not give any at all. You cheap bastards. Yeah. How dare you? Right. You know the game here. Come mm-hmm. on. You're not going to change a thing by not tipping. No. You know? It reminds me of that scene from Reservoir Dogs. The guy's like, get, oh, a, get a different yeah. job. Mr. Pink. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, I used to be able to recite the entire uh, dialogue from the opening scene of Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah? Can, like, you you can't do I, it now? I can't, I can't do it right now. Um, Are there any other movies you can recite? There's been so many, but now I just can't. I just, you know, I'm out of practice. And mm-hmm. the last and you're, you're time I watched Pulp Fiction or anything, <laughs> or an adult is like, I'll, you know, out of the blue, I'll get a call from a college buddy. And, you know, as soon as I answer hello, they mm-hmm. go off on a tirade of some kind or recite a said movie. Yeah, I think that's how men bond along. a lot of times, right? Yeah. There's movie quotes. Yeah. Like uh, my buddy called last night as I was coming home. And instead of saying, hey, what's going on, man? I just say, what? <laughs> 
what? Because <laughs> that's how I answer the phone with mm-hmm. him. And it immediately begins to laugh. Right. That's awesome. Actually, I do that. Yeah? I do that. Yes. <laughs> it's endearing. It is. It it's is. endearing. That's how I show love. That's right. You brutalize each <laughs> other what verbally. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't post some things without waiting for comments from college buddies. You know, to like, you know, something like I do, do something nice for my kid or whatever. And mm-hmm. They'll see one of my kid's shoes and they'll comment on the bottom. Oh, Velcro, huh? <laughs> your, your kids don't know how to tie shoes no they do they do <laughs> no is that something you're yeah exactly would say? yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're so. teaching your teaching your kids i mean that banter is so important to be able to have friend to poke fun of mm-hmm. is that's gold to me yeah it shows you really care yeah, yeah. it's like you can take a joke at your own expense mm-hmm. and then some and and i still love you for it yeah that's awesome right that's really nice and that definitely combats the loneliness thing Okay, anything more that you want? No, that's enough. Yeah? yeah. For yeah. now. For now. For now. You're doing some really cool things, Dee. Thank you. I hope you continue to do it, and I hope you find success with it. And if there's anything I can do to help, I'll, 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 I'll try. I appreciate it, and thanks yeah. for having me on your show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how can people find the Big Fat Tip? BigFatTip.org. Uh-huh. Uh, the Very Interesting Game. Yeah, so the Very Interesting Game is on Amazon. You can also go to interestingconversations.com. That's okay. my other website, and uh-huh. I have more information about my class, how to be more interesting than a cell phone. On that on that website on as that well. Website. Yeah, okay. and All then right. you can find me on LinkedIn just under my name, which is spelled... D-E-E-D-R-E, and then last name D-A-N-I-E-L. Okay, yeah. wonderful. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. I for, appreciate yeah, it. Thank, thank you, you so much. All right. Thank you for listening to the J.J. Show. Brought to you by Karate Beyond. Discipline, focus, confidence. KarateBeyond.com. Martial arts classes for men, women, and children. After school pickup, evening classes, and summer camp. Visit KarateBeyond.com.